And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics Seminar here recording on Monday, October 2nd. On media it's October. Day. Media Day was just happened. We're in the month of NBA basketball, and it it you can just feel the cogs turning. I, I'm I'm we're I back sat there at media us day. handshake Al Horford. Yep. We're back. back. He sat down, he just goes, yeah. and we're back. Um sat down at media day, and I'll talk about it, but I sat next to Bobby Koritsky, and again, name you'll hear me talk mm-hmm. about. And I turned was to him. Cam, and I just, there? Cam was not there. Cam's a teacher, so Cam was in school. Oh. Um, t- turned to Bobby. I go, Bobby, I don't think I can express to you enough how happy I am to be back. And he goes, I was thinking the same thing because not even back in the sense of like, oh, at me today, whatever, whatever. Just finally, there's actual stuff to talk about. It's it's been, even if it is is press filler stuff, guys, just giving answers for the media for the sake because that's what it is effectively a lot of it. Oh my God, basketball is so so close. I can taste it. It's 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 right around the corner. We got a couple weeks and we have actual content to discuss. The Celtics are doing media availability all week, so we'll have even more content to discuss in the preseason. St- it's a great great day because we are back. Yeah. Oh. It's about time. I sat here today with the pressers on and I said, wow, I really can't wait to actually watch a game, which will be Sunday preseason tip off Sunday night. I believe it's here. And I couldn't be more excited. You have the Drew trade. You have his debut, Kristaps debut, the debut of the whole bench. There are so many things to be excited about heading into the season where we actually don't know what to expect from the Celtics. Like I was thinking about it today in the significant amount of turnovers that the team had turnovers turnover that the team has had. Like, do we actually know what to expect from them from a weakness standpoint? Not saying like they're going to be the greatest team ever. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, are they still going to suck at the end of games? Are they still (laughs) going to blow big leads? Are they still going to like rip your heart out or or make you sweat unnecessarily? We actually don't know. Maybe they very well could. We could see whose fault it really is looking at you, Tatum. But <laughs> having Drew Holiday, having Kristaps Porzingis, two different star level players to be thrown into the fold, is just going to give you so many new things to look for. We haven't had this in so long. And I'm not overly thrilled about it. Like, I love Marcus Smart. That's my favorite player, and I'm sad he's gone. But on the other hand, like, all of this new stuff is like, ooh, what's this? What's that? And from a content standpoint, that's so much more fun for us because we're like, we can investigate. We can discuss. We can debate. We can get what people think in the comments. Like, we don't know Mm -hmm. what to expect. It's going to be awesome. I, this might be the most excited I've been for a preseason game. Not only do you have the new stuff at the top, but then you have the – Jordan Walsh piece, you have these two-way guys, you have who's going to be the third big, you have who's the best wing off the bench. There's so many different things to look for. Get ready. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Uh, I'm amped. The team looks a lot different. It looks very good. You were just telling me before we jumped on, you said, I've had a day to think about the Drew trade, and I'm on board. Is is this true? We're on board? (laughs) Yeah, I'm in. I mean, I was always half in, but I was thinking, I was like, well, this and that and age and height and Derek White off the bench and 
Uh, Horford who's going to be their rotational big? We'll get there. Mm. Uh, we don't know. So I missed it yesterday before we get into everything because it's not on the sheet. What do I need to know about Waylon Gabriel? Give me give me a little rundown. His contract is just a training camp deal. Yes, for now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first thing need to know name Wenyan, not Wayne, not what I don't know what you said, but it wasn't Wenyan. Wenyan okay. Gabriel. <laughs> um, he is oddly like an NBA journeyman. Um, because I say oddly because he spent four years in the league, but he's played for six teams, so he's bounced around a lot. Okay. Uh, played for the Lakers last year. Hmm. Last year was the first year he got like real. Like he, he's like a Lou Cornette role for them in the sense he played 68 games, 15 minutes a game, but he was like in there a lot uh, in the like <clears throat> consistently played pretty well in the playoffs. They used him against Aaron Jackson Jr. Um, most well known for his play in the bubble his rookie year. Uh, remember when the Blazers played the Lakers in the first round of that series that year and they like stole yes. the game? He guarded Anthony Davis. Well, I see. So so that was him. Uh, local guy you'll like. Um, he was born in Sudan. Grew up in New Hampshire and went to school in Wilbraham, Massachusetts. So nice. local, very local guy. A lot of people like know him because he's a local guy. So I figured you'd like that. Excellent. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I'm curious to hear what he has to say on that because I'm sure he's going to be available one of these next couple days because you meant to mention the availability happening at yeah. the Hourback Center all week. You would assume. You would assume. Eyeballs to that. But um, yeah, he's good. He's he's like a hustle defensive guy. He's six nine. Woj Sweet is seven feet. He's not seven feet. He's six nine. He's an mm. undersized guy. He's Woj very versatile. Ball. Um, no, but if we're continuing the sun summer of Jack knows ball, remember when we we did our uh, Keith Smith free agency preview? My yes, uh, I, I do remember this. <laughs> My big man choice was Wendy and Gabriel. So there you go, Boston. Uh, Jack knows ball. Wrong. Um, not to he's good though. And it's This is true. This Somebody true call him. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's a good fit. It gives you a bit of that versatility at the big man spot that Rob gave you. He's not as athletic. He's not as great defensively, but he's good on the perimeter. Um, and he, he's a hustle guy. And so it'll, it'll be nice to have that type of guy uh, down low in the mix. Um, so it's good. I like the signing. I, I think he should be good. He'll fight for minutes, which is good. Right. Getting into media day. <clears throat> I was there. How um, was it? It was good. Very proud to have representation. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, Traffic was fine. If we really want to break down the full day, like traffic was whatever getting in there. It took me like uh, just over an hour to get to the Arbeck center from my house, which is fine. Um, parking was fine. Get in. I walk in with Jared Weiss. We walk up. I, well, let me rephrase. I followed Jared Weiss cause I didn't know where I was going. Mm. So I saw him. I'm like, oh, that's the person I, I know <clears throat> going to the same person place. I'm going follow him up, sit down, talk to uh, Justin Turpin who writes for WEI and, Daniel, I forget his last name, but he's the Celtics clutch points reporter. Uh, good guys. They're nice. Talk to both of them. Uh, Bobby Kravitsky came in, said hi to him, said hi to a bunch of people like uh, Steve Hewitt. I said hi to Twist, uh, like Christian, all like PR people. It was good. It was like it was I was telling Sam before we jumped on. It was like last year I was like nervous because like I had never been to games before. And it felt like this year people recognize me from last year so it didn't feel like like i was the new kid on it school it felt like i was like it's like back to school for people who are already friends the previous year which was nice it, it was like i felt a lot more comfortable this year which was good it was my first time at the Arbach center though which was fun Thoughts? i mean it's, it's fun it's fun we we didn't leave the media room like i didn't go on the court or i didn't go down or anything like we just stayed in the media room which is fine like, it's not like, a plane, been like but, can i get some um, shots up <clears throat> yeah right uh actually joe <laughs> 
So the Jazz run a training camp for media. Yes. Saw this. Go and on. Bobby tweeted about it. Joe Mazzulla gets to the podium, says, Bobby, I heard you want to run a training camp for the media this year. And Bobby goes, I'm ready. And Joe goes, we'll do it next year. And so maybe I'll get to go <laughs> to media uh, training camp next year. I would love to see that. What, me, my fat ass running up and down? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Mazzulla getting his hands on you. I know. It's, I'm screwed. I might have to start working out, train for that. Uh, no, it was good. Um, we'll have to do what, a, a series of you training. Oh God! I don't know about that. I'll <laughs> like do a series me, of me like training. Is count calories and, and as, go for a walk. I'll do a series of me training as soon as you do a series of you golfing twice a week. Thoughts? Ugh, yeah, yeah. No one wants to watch golf, you, especially on a YouTube of people, channel. Lots of you are a moron. <laughs> there are so many golf YouTube channels that are so popular that I watch. We were just talking about one before we jumped on the pod. Yeah, but um, the amount of production yeah. that goes into that. It's not, I I could do it. Mm. It's not that hard. Um, my one gripe with Celtics media is they brought in Jimmy Johns, which is good. It's not Jersey Mike's, but it's good. Yeah, not Jersey but, Mike's. No. And I said this, I said that to uh, Bobby. I was like, you guys got to try Jersey Mike's. They're like, I never had it. I was like, what do I have something to tell you? Mm. But they had these, they, they, they had like the big boxes, like little wraps, which is fine. But by the time I got up there, Bobby grabbed the last one. So all, all that was left was lettuce wraps, which is not great just fine lettuce prop no it was like there was the sandwich meats and everything it was like a gluten-free option which is fine i'm not complaining w, that's a great no, thing no, no. you the calories i'm not complaining about the lettuce wrap i'm complaining that i couldn't open it and so i was just stuck like i i, I had to use it like oh. a push i didn't treat it like a push pop i was like pushing stuff out to the bottom like <laughs> fighting it that was the mess not the fact that it was lettuce wrap. lettuce wraps are fire i enjoy uh them but yeah man uh so yeah. overall media day w yeah, media day fun. Despite uh, getting up early. Had to get up early. Mm-hmm. That part wasn't fun. Uh, I will say, I don't like dressing up, but there is something about getting dressed in actual clothes and like going out to do something that makes you feel like you were productive. And I feel like I was productive. You know what I'm saying? Like I usually sit here and work in my t-shirt and shorts and it's fine. And I can write all the articles I want, but like getting out of the house. Well, I, you laugh, but I don't have an actual job like that I requires know. me to do that. It's like, you do that. hear that. Because I do know, because I worked from home for like three months here because they were working on the building. So I was doing the same thing where I was just like not doing anything, not having to go out. And I was like, damn, this is like kind of depressing. And I get it, but it sounds funny when you say it out loud. Yeah, so it felt good. It felt good. I was hyped. But uh, let's get, (coughs) excuse me, let's get into some of the storylines from Media Day. You want to start with the Drew Holiday trade stuff? Yeah. All right. Um, so obviously the pressing question on everyone's mind at media day was, uh, drew holiday, obviously Celtics traded for drew holiday yesterday or when we're recording this yesterday, a few days ago at this point. Um, and everyone was asked about it because duh, Hmm. of course they were asked about it. Uh, Brad started off the day and it was like the first thing that was said (laughs) at media day. He he took like a sigh and he said, you know, there's a list of guys you'd never think you had a chance to trade for. And drew holiday is one of those guys, which is just like. Yeah, it's like, true. He wasn't available. And then because this all came out of nowhere. It was a very strange like, oh, wow, like maybe they should do this. And then it's like they might do this. And it's like, oh, they did this. Like it all happened so fast. It went from me, Jack and Cam sitting in this room being like, what if they traded for yeah. Drew Holiday? That'd be funny, but it won't happen. And then like the little reports trickle out from like Himmelsbach, like, oh, they they are like asking, but the. The gap is very wide. And then you get the Woj bomb as I'm at the traffic light yesterday. Of the, He's on the Celtics now. 
and I had to peel yeah. around and go home. Good. <laughs> what a sequence in buildup. One of the most mm-hmm. obscure storylines, I guess. Like, this is how people thought the Dame trade was supposed to go. Where it was like people pushing a narrative and then the narrative actually happened. Yeah. And the Celtics, yeah. to their credit, got a pretty good deal done. The Warriors pick was found money. It, it doesn't feel like they're giving up a draft pick per se. They're not losing their own pick. I think they still have a pick this year, right? Celtics? Yeah, I believe so. Celtics have their own pick. And yeah, then they yeah. give up the 29 first where that one you really don't know what it's going to be. So that could end up biting you in the ass for one year. And then they give up Rob, yeah. which isn't what you want. And again, the Brogdon thing where it was a whole saga of he comes here, wins six men of the year, gets hurt in the playoffs. That's all people remember. Then he's in the Clippers trade. And then he's not. And then he's mad. And then he's not here. So he's found money too because it didn't sound like he was going to be back. And we talked, I thought about this today. We spent, let's see, in June we talked about it. July, I think we talked about it. August, we damn sure talked about it. In September, we talked about it. All of the different packages, we said, oh, they could trade Malcolm Brogdon for this. I think the best thing we stumbled on was Fultz, and they got Drew Holiday. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's I mean the Rob the Rob piece is real, but well, yeah, it's better than the best case scenario, though. This is better than anybody could have imagined, especially when you consider the context. I was listening to Low Post and they put it this way: like the Celtics took a risk by trading Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis, and it didn't cost them nothing, but like this fixes that to a, yes. a very large degree and arguably improves the team past that. So <clears throat> good for that. Brad Stevens also hinted at like they were keeping an eye on it. He goes, as time went on, I think we all became a bit more wondering if Portland was going to end up getting somebody that they would move on as a result of moving Dame. So we were monitoring that with the rest of the league, which is exactly <laughs> ended up happening. Um, also noted. So Drew Holiday wasn't at media day today because he still has to do his physicals and stuff, but um, they were asked about it. And Brad was like, Drew beat me to the gym this mm. morning. Drew is in Boston. Kind he of a hard move. It is a hard move, but he he's like, it's your first day. Show up when you're told to show up and, you know, <laughs> don't try and show everybody up. I, I think that's bad for the vibes in the locker room, if I'm being honest. Like, trying to come in, hijack the team from maybe Horford, Tatum, or Brown. Look at me. I'm here early. Not not the best. No, I'm kidding. I, I think it's really good <laughs> to have Drew Holiday in town. I think it's good that he wants to be here. He definitely is going to have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, not only after being traded by the Bucks, but just kind of the way everything ended last year for that Bucks team where they just got murdered by Jimmy Butler. You definitely have a little bit of a fire under you after that. After Jimmy Butler's screaming in your face down the floor as he's hanging 45 points on you and saying you can't touch him. I think, yeah. I think you're going to have a little bit of fire to go along with the fellas that just lost to Jimmy Butler and the boys in seven games. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. That's guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. It absolutely is. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Yeah. 
I'm hyped for Drew Holiday. Um, so are the fellas. Yeah, I was going to say, Joe Mazzula also talked about it, said, just grateful, grateful and open-minded. Anytime you can add character and mindset, it's a win. We have that in our building. We've had that in our building, and now we've added that to our building. He doesn't have to come in here and do anything but be who he is. And I, I as much as that is a very basic, like, media day quote, in the context of the Celtics team, like, again, I was listening to the low post. And so I'm just I'm stealing thoughts and making them my own because you mm-hmm. know I can twist. Um, uh, Zach, they were talking about it was uh, Zach Lowe and Howard Beck talking about how like oh Drew Holiday had to do too much in Milwaukee at times when Chris Middleton was hurt blah 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 like he's like there's Tatum there's Brown and and there's Kristaps Porzingis like they have ball handlers they have Derek White too they have guys comfortable with the ball in their hands Drew Holiday could average fifteen five and six next year and play elite defense and that's fine right that's fine like the load will be taken off his shoulders and he just has to focus on being the best version of himself. And, and as much as that is a, it's media day. Here's a bland quote. It, it's, it's very, very true in this context. I think it's funny. You mentioned that, that angle. A lot of people are like, this is, I've heard this take go around. They're like, yeah, dude, he doesn't have to play make anymore. Like that's part of the draw. He averaged seven and a half assists a game last year. He's going to have probably more weapons on the Celtics to to pawn the ball off to Tatum, Brown, Porzingis, Horford, yeah. uh, White, guys on mm. the bench. Of course, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Those guys are all legit. But it feels like he's going to have less pressure on him because I feel like though Giannis is somebody that you can feel comfortable having the ball, Tatum is somebody that can truly facilitate an offense if he has to. It was something that was discussed heading into this season before this trade happened. It was like, wow, he might have to be the ball handler and set guys up and be the point guard. He doesn't have to anymore. Um, I've heard that Drew Holiday is going to be better off the ball, which they could trot Derek White out there. It could be a talking point later in the show, or if you want to do it now, I don't know. But it was kind of teased. like They don't know what they're going to do with the starting lineup just yet. And if they want to do that, maybe you could see a more relaxed, more effective Drew Holiday with less responsibility. I think the whole thing is just, again, it's new. It's something to be investigated. We're all going to see. We're going to see experimentation. It's just not something you've had as a Celtics fan for, what, three, four years since Kemba came around? That was Mm -hmm. the last time there was like a really huge, unless I'm mistaken, addition where it was like, damn, like they just got an all-star level player. Brogdon, I guess. Kind of, but yeah. Um, It's, this is talking about drew and like how he could I, I i would lean the other way like i think he could focus more on playmaking and less than scoring i agree um, and I'm, I'm not saying that's like he's perfect in the role because i do think he's very very good off the ball and this is a very imperfect perfect comparison because i know you don't like this player when demar DeRozan left toronto kyle lowry was left there with Kawhi leonard with pascal siakam with all, like all these talented guys his scoring went down, but he averaged 8.7 assists a game en route to leading the Raptors to a championship. He did only what he had to do. That was his lowest scoring total since 2010-2011. And then he jumped right back up when Kawhi left. But it was best for the team because he facilitated instead. And that was his highest assist total ever. I'm not saying Drew can do that for the Celtics. I'm not saying he's going to be asked to do that because I think the Celtics have more guys comfortable with the ball in their hands than that Raptors team did. But the idea of taking a step back and focusing on the things you're good at, I think that's a prime example of that because Lowry was, as much as you want to bash Lowry, this version of the Heat, like whatever, like 
he's was damn good on those Raptors teams. He he played his role. He was paying exactly the ass. What he, he was had in the bubble do. series against Celtics. Exactly. He was a motherfucker. He's a good it's player. True. Do that. That's what I want Drew to do. As, as in I want a better version of the Raptors championship Kyle Lowry is what I think Drew should be. And and that's I want to circle it's, back. It's imperfect, but yeah. To something else you talked about in that comparison. The taking a back seat or taking your foot off the gas pedal in the scoring category and just focusing on you. I think is the most important thing any culmination of top tier talent or stars can do. And as Celtics fans, we've heard about it over the years a ton. When people talk about the 2008 team, those guys were all thrown together in one summer and they came in and played really well because nobody was really caring about their stats. They just wanted to win and it helped them win a title. Ray Allen dropped from what? 25 points a game to 17, 18. Like that's a huge dip in scoring. Garnett and Pierce took a hit too. And the shots, the shot attempts went down. I think with this season Celtics team, you have an opportunity to see a similar effect. Now that could be a very basic take just because of a zillion guys coming together to play on a good team. But here's an even more in-depth reason why. Porzingis, one, you talked about it. He was beaming today. I watched the Porzingis chat with the media he couldn't could stop, stop smiling. smiling. He was so excited. Yeah. I think he even drank the Gatorade that I don't know if they're supposed to drink. He did. He did yeah. drink it. Yeah. So he did that. But he is super excited to be in Boston. Uh, Drew Holiday is somebody that's come in. He's already had uh, a long career, much longer than you may think. What, 14, 15 years now? He's been uh, in the league a while. He's won a championship. He's made two all-star appearances. This will be his 15th year, yeah. He's going to come to the Celtics with a I want to win here attitude. You have Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, who just got paid Jalen Brown, who doesn't really have to put up big stats anymore. Maybe he does. Cause people are going to be like, he's making this much money, you know, but whatever. Yeah. He doesn't feel the pressure of trying to earn a new contract. At least not yet. He's not even in the first year of his max super max extension. And Jason Tatum doesn't have anything left to prove to the Celtics who are going to give him whatever he wants. Anyway, you have his buddy on the coaching staff. Uh, Emil Jefferson, like <laughs> he is the face of your franchise. He, as a person, definitely understands that the goal is to win. He doesn't have anything else he needs to do other than take his game to a next level where he is one of those guys that you fear all the time. Now, he is somebody I think teams fear some of the time, but he's not perfect. And he's somewhat inconsistent down the stretch of games. I think he shows up in the big games, and I don't think that's a fair knock on him ever. So if you see it, please tell people they're wrong. Because for the most part, he's been very good in closeout games. But back to the point, he doesn't have like anything like where people are like, he doesn't have it. He's not a superstar aside from the winning aspect, aside from the getting the job done. So all of these guys come in with the common goal of trying to win a title and doing what they can to contribute the best way to the team as a group instead of look at me stats. I don't think you're going to see that. Yeah, I agree. They have a chance to replicate the success they had in 08 this year. Um, I'm very excited. Wrapping up people's take on the Drew trade before we move on here. Um, Al Horford said, somebody that I respect so much and looked at from afar with admiration, just the type of player he is, that type of person he is. He's about the right things, winning and competing. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Jalen Brown said, Drew is fantastic. Tremendous amount of respect for Drew. He plays with a certain force that you can just feel. Talking about his defense. Um, he's a super solid uh, defender. As a competitor, he's an assassin. To be playing alongside him, it's going to be a tremendous honor. Tatum said, excited about Drew. 
Uh, he's one of the most well-respected guys in the league. Great talent on both ends. Champion. We won a gold medal together. Happy to have him. Also underrated thing that I pointed out at media day when I was talking to Bobby. Drew Holiday. Connection to the Celtics. Charles Lee. There. Yes. Buddy. Good. Very good. Uh, another um, quick Drew yeah. thing. I was just yeah. thinking back to that 2022 playoff series. He was a motherfucker in that series. Yes. <laughs> I specifically remember really game good. three. Yeah. He had a huge like fourth quarter where he was running things for the box. He had to be the second best player in that series because Middleton was hurt, as Bucks fans have let us know many a time. <laughs> and they almost beat the Celtics. They really should have beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Holiday's damn good. Speaking of that, Sam, you put it on here. Some other teams uh, reacted to Drew Holiday. Yes. Trade, at least Reddits and, and generally the Heat wanted him. All this stuff started up. Yes. So um, the other rivals, I guess you could call them, had some takes, knee-jerk reactions to the Woj bomb that came on Sunday morning. First up, Philly. <laughs> In a Reddit post of the tweet from Woj, there were plenty of great replies. One of the best ones reads, I just fell to my knees in a Wawa. A Wawa, <laughs> which is essentially their version of maybe Cumberland Farms. If you're yeah. from the Mid-Atlantic, please correct me if I'm an idiot. Uh, but somebody else replied to them. Ah, yes, the Sixers anthem, which always slaps. But <laughs> we had somebody else say, people said the Drew trade needs to happen for narrative reasons. They didn't say that the narrative includes the effing Sixers again. <laughs> Would have been kind of funny if he went back. What yeah. the hell is going on with this? Oh, Someone said it's over, boys. Someone said at least we got Danny Green, Mo Bamba, and Kelly Oubre to save our season. <laughs> Daryl Morey is the GOAT, ain't he? All uh, you can do is laugh. It's a wrap. Can't lie. We're getting cooked right now. Tough. Yeah. Tough to be a Sixers fan, as it always seems to be. Unfortunate. I wrote my like Celtics hater rankings, and my girlfriend read it, and she was like, you were really mean to the Sixers, and she's from that area. <laughs> and I was like, well, is yeah. She? But, yeah, Where she's at? from like Delaware, so they're oh, close no. to Philly. Delaware. And she was like, "Like that was really mean. Like I was like, well, they don't beat the Celtics ever. Like They never beat them. 1982 is the last time they beat the Celtics in a playoff series. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Sad. Does Does Kalen listen to the podcast? Uh, only if I tell her. Who the hell is from Delaware? I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> is that a contentious point for Kalen? Is she very protective so. of Delaware? I, I, I don't so. know if I know a single human outside of Kalen now from Delaware. I just assumed it was a waste. Biden's from Delaware. Uh, anyways, uh, he is. It's a fact. It's not a political statement. He's from no, there. not a political statement. But uh, I he was. Why did I think he was from Pennsylvania? That they're close. They're very close by. Speaking of the tri-state area, New York, the Knicks, they reacted. Someone said the Blazers kind of fleece the Celtics. Cope. Uh, Miami <laughs> fans are still in denial. Nothing makes me happier through this whole process than Miami fans getting salty and coping with the fact that their offseason was a disaster, given they lost three valuable pieces in Struess, Vincent, and Oladipo and replaced them with nobody other than Jaime Hawkes Jr., who they better hope turns out to be good. Disrespectful to Josh Richardson. I, I yes. won't tolerate that. And somebody said Thomas Celtics Bryant. are stacked on paper. Yep. They are. 
This is true. Then somebody coped and said that bench is horrible, but yeah, the starters are insane. Their season is going to depend on the bench producing Porzingis slash Horford being capable of rim protectors. Maybe, maybe not. That's and fair. getting lucky with zero injuries. Fair. Understandable. Somebody said this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> there was another thing that said, uh, Brian Windhorse said, uh, Windhorse, who was at media day, by the way. Um, Did you meet him? I didn't know. I didn't say hi, but uh, he said, I'm not exactly sh- What'd you say? Big fan of Wendy. Yeah, Wendy's cool. I'm not sure exactly where are the other offers were at for the Blazers before they decided on the Celtics offer, but based on my conversations, my feel was that there were at least three teams who were making significant bids. Uh, the reason it was three and the teams, I really think they were the Celtics Heat and Clippers, he said. Mm. So, uh, Speaking of the Heat, top yeah. comment. Time to run it back, boys. Again. Oh, no, we might go back to the finals. What a terrible outcome. Okay. Uh, every off season, it's the same thing. Gotta love every other contending team in the East making moves to get over the hump while Pat does nothing. Then you've got somebody saying it's Jover. Oh, that's the one that you mentioned yesterday. It's Jover. It is Jover. (laughs) It is Jover. Um, bro, it's time to accept that the Blazers don't screw with the heat. They just had much better proposals than ours. At the end of the day, Blazers are capable of getting five first-rounders and eight and zero chance of the Heat coming close to this, most most rational Heat fan. Uh, after what Portland did today, pretty obvious the Heat's offer was shit in hindsight. They finally realize it. We knew it the whole time. Look at us. We know ball. Look at we us. know ball. <laughs> Any other good ones here? Uh, Finn's up. They're, in, they're on to the Miami Dolphins. Who got uh, good. It's, it's like... Pats fans uh, going to the Celtics. Uh, no, that's bad for us. That's very bad. No, I'm saying that's the that's the Dolphins version of it. Like Dolphins fans are like these, but it's very bad. Fans. They're gonna come in and they're gonna have all their takes after yeah. the first couple weeks. Yeah, I wonder who they're. I bet Derek White's gonna be the guy that gets thrown under the bus. No, I think by them be, by the morons. No. Oh yeah, no, no, they like them. They're all they're they're just gonna remember the buzzer beater last year. Mm, I'm trying true. to think yep. who is it gonna be. I think it's Jalen. I think it's Jalen because the contract. Yeah. They'll look at the one thing they might disagree with and they'll blame everything on it. So I think it'll be Jalen. All right. We got how many more Reddits do we got? Two more? We got the Bucks and then the general NBA one, which I don't really know if we have to go over. But the Bucks. Oh, Knicks was the second one. I thought I thought you read Knicks uh, Bucks second. Okay, continue. Uh they posted the Woj tweet. First reply. Bill Simmons is going to be unbearable. (laughs) At least they lost Time Lord. That's a pretty big hole for them. Sure. If Horford finally acts his ancient age, then they will have no Giannis stopper. Is this Bucks? Yeah, Bucks. Yeah, this is Bucks. They never had a Giannis stopper. They always double and triple teamed him. Grant Williams was massive Wrong. for them to keep Giannis in front of him for just a second or two so Horford could have enough time to slide under the basket. Then they yep. also use Time Lord to hedge and double team Giannis. They won't have anyone other than Horford at center. And no, I don't count Kristaps Porzingis because he won't be playing in the playoffs. Next comment. <laughs> well, of course he went to the worst place possible. Great haul for the Blazers, though. Really puts in perspective how much better the Bucks dame deal was than the higher Tyler Hero deal that Miami was trying to sell. And, well, they traded for a guy to stop Dame, but traded away a guy to stop Giannis. Still pissed, though. And we can wrap there. <laughs> quick take. Quick question. Yeah. We can ask a, a guest coming up about this. Yes. Do you think that Milwaukee would have did this trade had they known that Drew Holiday would go to the Celtics? 
Yeah, I still think they do. You still have a chance to get a top, like, what, 15 player in the NBA. You still do it, and you hedge your bets later. But I sure. definitely think they would have thought a second more about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would have been there. It would, they would have been like, oh, what that? Chat, let us know what you thought of that. That might have been a lot of me reading, and I'm sorry if it was. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. I like the takes. I like to take my break. I was hanging out. Uh, let's check in with Christoph Porzingis, though. I figured we'll focus in on two media day storylines, Drew Holiday and Christoph Porzingis, because that's For the third time he's everyone wants to talk about. He is pumped. He got up to the podium, did not stop smiling the whole time. He was just, he's so, you can tell he's so excited to be a Celtic. Um, first thing that I thought was of note, they asked him about the injury. He said it was caused by him changing shoes this summer. No buckets. Uh, no buckets in them <laughs> shoes. Clearly. Uh, said he decided, which was a hard, he said it was emphasized how hard of a decision it was to not play for Lafayette, <clears throat> excuse me, at the FIBA World Cup, but said he did it so he could be healthy now. Said he's healthy. Uh, and he's talking about last season. And he said, I could have played 70 plus games last season. I feel great. Most of the games I missed were because I was sick, not because of injury. Mm. Also mentioned that he like sat out towards the end of the season a little bit because like the Wizards were bad. So like he seems very confident in his health. And he emphasized, he said, I'm going to play as many games as I can this year. Uh, so like he he feels good. He is ready, which is, again, it's a media day talk, but it's good to hear about how healthy he was last year. You should have um, uh, stood up in media day, like in the press room and been like, if your feet hurt, I'll kiss him better. <laughs> Sam is trying to get Jack fired. <laughs> That's the storyline <laughs> we're rocking with. No, like all the reporters be like, respect. Like we were all thinking it. Like we wanted to be healthy and we want them to do well this season. And you would have, yeah, you, you know, think... you're kind of like on the rookie scale, like you rookie duties. You think, it, you think Gary Washburn would have turned around to me and said respect. <laughs> Imagine if he did. <laughs> oh, uh, he was asked about like potentially taking a step back and roll or like how the Celtics are going to dish out touches said, we just want to be on the same page and achieve the ultimate goal. We're going to put our own stuff to the side. It's not what we're here for. A lot of talent, a lot of players who can put up crazy numbers. One night it's going to be drew one night. It's going to be JT, whoever for me, it doesn't really matter. And that sort of speaks to what you were talking about with the OAT, yeah. which is good. Um, which is very, very nice to hear. One more sneaker thought. And this is a real question, not a shit post. <laughs> sure. Uh, I am curious, like what shoes he was wearing and what shoes he switched to. Yeah, I don't know. Is he? And I don't think if anybody asked him, he would have answered because that's like you can't throw brand under the bus thing. But I, I'm just yeah. curious. He's with Adidas for what it's worth. What if he was wearing oh, Hardens? <laughs> I wonder. We're gonna have to like. <laughs> that's funny. Be on sneaker watch with Porzingis. Yeah, agree. I, shout out to the Tatum's. I have a second pair coming in this week because mm, my other ones are cop. I'm gonna have to cop the pink lemonade. Um, they don't have them. Oh, damn. They're out of stock. We'll see. We'll see. I will say, next. I'll call Taylor Snow out today. Taylor Snow was rocking some green and white Kyrie's at media day, and Gary oh. Washburn turns to him and he goes, "Taylor, what are you doing?" He goes, "I ordered my Tatum's. They're coming. They're on the way. Don't worry." And it, he, mm. you know, everyone settled down, so it was fine. You guys should all beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. How many times are you going to teach this lesson, old man? Even though he's like middle, he's not yeah, he's even like, like middle age. He's like 27, he's like, 28. Yeah. He's, like, yeah. yeah I don't know. he's on the older um, side of young. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, so we tried to ask Chris Stops about, you know, the timing and everything about his extension. And Chris Stops didn't understand. He asked him again. So we repeated. Uh, then Chris Stops goes, Oh, I, I got here and I, I don't know the exact timing. Of course, I wanted to be here long term and, and hopefully I'm going to be here for a long time. 
to be honest, I didn't understand your question, but thank you. <laughs> he moved on. He was just so like juiced up, amped up the whole time. He's like hanging out. Uh, and then in regard to the starting lineup thing, which we've talked about, Christos Porzingis was asked about playing the four versus the five, which effectively is, is Derek White going to start or is Al Horford going to start? And he said, I love playing both positions. I think it's a tough job for other fives to guard me. We have very few real post-up fives in the league. It's probably just Joel and Nikola Jokic, uh, Embiid and Jokic. I mean, two guys that really post up. Um, but the rest of the league at the five, the game's going to be a little different for me. It doesn't really matter. Defensively, I could be at my best when I'm around the rim. So he, he seems like the vibe you got from Porzingis is I don't give a fuck. I want to be here. I am excited. Please. I just want to win basketball games. <laughs> I actually think, uh, I think the Celtics need to in the future, you know, maybe the next edition of the team they were trying to put together. Mm -hmm. They do need to take on more rescue players. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, take players might've been on a bad team for a little bit, might be a little tortured. And they're like, we know what the alternative is, right? <laughs> Like, you're like, mm, all right, yeah, I'll take the back seat if we can make the playoffs. That'd be yeah. kind of cool instead of being a lottery <laughs> team that's like the Brogdon. worst team. He literally sounds like if a rescue dog could talk, how happy <laughs> the dog would be to be in like a real home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask Porzingis. I didn't because it sounded too similar to a previous question. I wanted to ask him, like, he's played in two playoff series before with the Mavericks, but I wanted to ask him, like, like, what are you looking forward to most about playoff basketball? Like, in a team with like championship, like what what the situation? I did like but... garden crowd. He would give. You <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But still, all right. Which is a good uh, thing to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's real. Guarding what? What'd you say? No, the garden crowd. Like, the, oh, the, the garden crowd. crowd. I thought you said garden crowd. I said, who the fuck is crowd? Yeah, garden crowd. Um, uh, yeah, I was lost. Uh, all right, let's round up the rest of Celtics media day with uh just some some highlights some highlights mm. from the day uh Jalen Brown and Derek White talked about their their trip to Colorado Jalen Brown was asked about it uh, I think Abby Chin went to Colorado so she like yes she did because she was talking it. about it I um, heard it on the street yeah and so she asked him and, and Jalen Brown was like yeah you know, D White wanted to go he invited me out there and and it was great I meet him on campus D White 10 a.m plastered he's drunk as fuck <laughs> he just he just sells Derek White the uh, yeah and he goes but then Jalen goes yeah, but hey when in Rome do as the Romans do baby it's <laughs> just like yeah we got it was a good time they ask goes, about Will Ferrell no we should have but um he, he goes I was at Colorado Boulder I was in Boulder a long time ago looks a lot different now and he's like who he started he goes yeah Boulder who would have thought right <laughs> Uh, and then Derek White came to the podium and he, he was asked about like, hey, Jalen said this and he goes and he just like started laughing. He goes, let's just say the vibes were high. <laughs> uh, somebody asked him about his hair, too. And he goes, I'm just trying something different uh, with the, the bald head. But uh, they, they enjoyed the like time. You got a mohawk. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty That's intimidating for other teams, dude. You ever see since Birdman? Nobody. Yeah, I don't know if Derek White could pull off the mohawk. I don't know. Uh, Peyton Pritchard talked about his role last year in preparing for this year. The, the piece that I thought was most interesting, he called last season a redshirt year, like in like when you're in college, which is, a, I guess, a good perspective. He talked a lot about um, play, like how he was in the gym all the time. Like he's like, I knew I wasn't going to play, so I was just playing and practicing and fucking 
always grinding the whole he's season. A dog. Like, it, somebody was like, uh, we know you like to play a lot of basketball. He's, he's like, how did you deal with that? That you could like weren't playing any games. He was like, yeah, I just knew I wasn't going to play. So I would just play like at runs. I would just play all the time outside of it, uh, which is Imagine good. Just being him. at ball and Pritchard shows up. He's like, yeah, dude, saw us on Craigslist. <laughs> all right. Another reason, though, why I think. Derek White should start because if Derek White starts, Al Horford's off the bench, Peyton Pritchard's off the bench. That helps your your guard depth a little bit, um, or excuse me, your big man depth a little bit, and you still have probably the most capable bench player in Pritchard, um, outside of the Derek White or Horford. So <clears throat> that's what I would lean. Um, Delano Banton talked about his time in Massachusetts because apparently he spent some time in Massachusetts for high school. We knew that. Um, I forgot. Uh, we knew it on our summer league research, but I okay. think Real GM and Basketball Reference had a dispute on that. Yes, yes. So he did spend time in Mass. Um, he talked a lot about how he's used to different defense defenses because Nick Nurse would throw a lot of stuff at them, and I just thought that Rat. was interesting. Uh, sure, but yeah. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Uh, O'Shea Brissett said Boston was the first team to call him, and he said yeah. he respected that, and he was like, "Yeah, that was like that meant something because I know how like how." good this organization is so for them to be the first team to call me i was like okay yeah hell yeah Which i is, swear to god uh, dude brad just has like mixtapes or not even mixtapes i i was gonna ask him of, about it i was yeah. gonna and i didn't like just idiot. guys that murder the celtics and he's like they're not gonna murder us anymore dude i'm gonna go get him i almost asked like did brad bring that up when he asked you but i didn't in a minute that's a good angle for today you could ask porzingis that too because he murdered them in that game when brogdon was like yeah we want the first seed and then they went into washington yeah. and got the piss beat out of him it was terrible. I was, it was uh, the day after was they beat smart. the box. Yeah. If I was smart, I would have done that, but I'm an idiot. So I didn't No, It's tough. Uh, hindsight 2020. I, I didn't think of that. We were talking in the morning. Cause you were like, I don't yeah. have anything. I thought about it at the time. I didn't think of the Porzingis part, but I was going to do something number set, but I just didn't. Um, Cornette worked on his finishing this summer. Uh, Zach Lowe was talking about this in the pod. He's like, Boston really likes Luke Cornette. Like, don't be surprised if he plays a lot of minutes next year. He was good. I like Cornette. Cornette was a good player. A lot of people, he, he people was hated us last year in his when we minute. talked about this. Like, people so, got so mad. I think Cornette has the same reputation as Tice, where I have people that are, I don't want to call them casual fans because I think they're above that level but they're not as in the shit as we are. And they would tell you that Tice is bad. Like is Tice great as a starting center? No, but he's fine in his role. Luke Cornett was fine in his role last year. He had plenty of moments where he was pretty good and he's an okay defender at the rim. He had a block and beat on a, on a big dunk, dunk attempt last year. I was there. Yeah. So he must be a great you. rim, rim protector. <laughs> No, I agree with you. I, I like Cornette. I think he'll be fine. And, uh, he and he's good for the finishing. vibes. Hilarious. And they asked him about... Um, yeah. He had to concede? He had to concede that uh, he's no longer the tongest, tallest guy, which I think is oh, exactly yes. what you were about to say. No, it's not. Uh, they asked him, like, somebody asked him, like, now that Rob's gone, are you, like, excited for bigger role? And he's like, I don't really think of it that way. I just want to help the team win. Which he is was like, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, right? what'd you expect? <laughs> he's the only one that's like, yeah, about time they got rid of him, dude. <laughs> That'd be funny because he would do it ironically. Yeah, that's funny. Um, also, sidetrack. I'm just thinking of like uh, I thought of it. You, you remember Tatum's Instagram post saying goodbye to Robin Malcolm? Yeah, I saw a meme and it was like, uh, <laughs> what was it? What, what was the phrasing? You know exactly what I'm talking. I don't about. know what the phrasing was, but it was like, um, <laughs> I I know who posted it too. Stand by. 
Yeah. So basically, Jason Tatum. Uh, this is Jack filibusters. Well, Sam looks this up. Uh, Jason Tatum posted go- goodbye messages to uh, Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon. If you know who posted it, I can look it up. Maybe that'd be cool. I got it. Um, it's the Gordon Ramsay. Oh, yes! dear. Oh, dear. Gorgeous. And then him saying, you fucking donkey to somebody else. <laughs> Basically comparing like Tatum's message to Rob was super heartfelt. And his message to uh, <laughs> Brogdon was like great professional work. Like good yeah. work, sir. It's like pleasure the, the, to have in class. <laughs> flirting versus harassment. <laughs> Oh my god. And uh, that was funny. Um what else? Uh Joe talked about his coaching staff, which I thought was interesting. Um he called this it This might have been the quote of the day. The tri- the tribal quote, is that what you're referencing? Yeah. Let me let me find the exact quote just so I can read it out. I um, saw that and I was like, what is happening? They were asking about like building his own coaching staff because he didn't have that chance last year. Also, Tatum said like he thought Joe did a good job last year and like he's a lot more comfortable and confident yeah, this Tatum year. Picked him. Um it's true. He's Joe said, surrounding myself with people who can compliment the players, can compliment who I uh, am as a coach, uh, and can also work together. We kind of took this approach of tribal leadership, communicating and working in teams of threes and fours and one on one. He basically what he was saying was like we broke it up into defense and offense, and then from there we did like set plays versus transition. Like we broke it down into teams where we really dissected things, which makes sense. But like the way he phrased it was very funny. Um, also, something I thought was interesting He's that you would like. Weird. He is. He was asked about like defense stuff. He goes, the good quote was like, uh, oh, shit, I want to find it now. Um, he was basically like, we need to like talked about like how important like toughness on defense is. And I, I need to find the exact quote because I, I don't want to like. Well, you, you could see with their new identity that they really could have a switch up on defense. They, yeah. Drew Holiday could do that for them. If Porzingis is able to be effective as a room protector, that could really help them out too. And, Last year, they kind of had it, but not enough to, to win them games. I got it. He said, if you want to be great, you have to play defense, and you have to be a motherfucker on that end of the floor. Mm, De- like defense that. and toughness gets you in the door. But what he said was, specifically, he said, I don't think I communicated that well enough last year because that's just something that I like assume. Like When I was in college, I wasn't a good offensive player, so that's just what I did. So that's just how I play, and so I didn't communicate it because I just thought it was a given. So I need to be better at just saying things no matter if I think people should know. Which is like, it makes sense, but like, it's just funny that he was like, yeah, I thought these fucking guys would know that, but... <laughs> the second half of that quote is like, yeah, once you get in the door, just start spraying. Shoot all the threes. <laughs> start firing. Yeah, man. Uh, and then, perhaps the best story of the day was Jordan Walsh describing his relationship with Al Horford. Um, he the, he was asked, like, is there anybody you connected with since being in Boston the most? And he goes, yeah, for sure, Al. You know, he's like, I was talking to him on draft night. Um, I texted him. I said, "Yo, I think I'm gonna be a Celtic. Excited to come work with you." He said he's giving him advice and stuff. And he said, "I was joking earlier. We were talking about when he was going to college. I wasn't born yet." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, now we're teammates." <laughs> then he goes. Uh, Gary Washburn asked him, uh, "Is there any you know homework the, the vets have given you to do?" Uh, <laughs> he goes, um, oh "God, I gotta find it." He goes, "Me and Al, Al were Horford talking about told this. Me, I have to wor- watch." The Godfather one and yeah. two. He said, me and I were talking about this last night. First, they told me I don't have my black card because I didn't know what Friday was. So I went and watched the first one. Then I watched Boys in the Hood. Then Al told me I needed to watch Godfather one and two. And he said, they're old and they're long, but they're so good. And I said, okay, bro, whatever you say, I'm going to invest. And he goes, yeah, once you do that, you can talk to me again. So LeBron, just, like, bullying him. big fan um, of The Godfather. This is true. Did you see my tweet today? Um, yeah, I did. 
where he he was saying he's watched the godfather six times and they were like hey name a you know what's your favorite scene from the godfather and he didn't give him one yeah (laughs) what a guy what a guy uh also talked about like helping him through the moving process and like this is his second home now but he has to have a second family and so it's very nice to hear uh also you know quiz for sam he said Charlie Villanueva, excuse me, who has alopecia and who was like yeah. mentored Jordan Walsh for a long time um, because he also has alopecia, connected Al Horford with him on draft night. And that's how they started texting. How are Villanueva and Horford connected? This is your quiz. Because <clears throat> I had to look this up for my article because I was curious and I found the answer. It's definitely not <laughs> college teammates because you wouldn't have you, it wouldn't have been like a deep dive question. I don't think that's okay. what it was. Are they both from the Dominican Republic? They both played for the yeah. Dominican Republic team. Yeah. <clears throat> good call. Villanueva went to UConn, by the way. So, yes. Yeah. But good call. Good call. I didn't know that. They played in the early 2010s together. Uh, yeah, there's your roundup. Sorry if we missed anything. Obviously, we can't go over everything. But let us know if you, you think there's anything we missed. Uh, we will talk about it in the future. Um, <clears throat> Peyton Pritchard. Extension Speaking talks are happening. Of. You put this in. Hit me up. What, what did I got? Yeah. This kind of fell under my radar because I was at Media Day all day. This yeah, no, like no. Busy Sorry. day. Busy day for yeah. Jack. Peyton Pritchard chatting up with the front office. Him and the Celtics are negotiating extension talks. Or in the contract this? They have opened extension talks with Pritchard but still have a gap to close to reach an agreement. According to sources briefed on the negotiations, this is from Jared Weiss. Now, this is interesting because, like we kind of talked about four months ago, Pritchard didn't want to be here. Now he wants to sign a contract extension. I saw a lot of people on Twitter today being like, how much does this, let's just say week, say about Brad Stevens' affection for Peyton Pritchard? Let's say summer. You enter the summer with Peyton Pritchard wanting to leave. That comes out in the tell-all athletic article after they get bounced in Game 7. Yeah. Marcus Smart gets traded at the end of the month. Two months later, Malcolm Brogdon is traded after months of speculation that they were trying to trade him. And now, Pritchard has minutes waiting for him in a contract extension negotiation underway. If that doesn't scream, (laughs) I love this guy, then nothing does. You want to know what's crazier, Sam? What's this? Only three people, three Celtics, are left on the roster for when Brad Stevens took over. Tatum Brown Pritchard. Yep. <laughs> Only three since he took over are left. <clears throat> That's nuts. That is crazy. <laughs> I think only Tatum and Brown are from the bubble team. Yeah. Bring back Tice. <clears throat> Bring back Tice. That's what I need. Wait. Pritchard wasn't Pritchard wasn't nope. in the bubble? Bubble, bubble was right before he got drafted. I always he's think he's a rookie he's, uh, of the year after the bubble. I always think he's Grant draft class. It's probably because he's like twenty six. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I- I'm down for a Pritchard extension. They need him now more than ever, especially What's the if they range? get him on a cheap deal. <clears throat> depends on this season. It depends on what he does this season. I I, I think high well, end. If he if he plays as well as he possible possibly can in this role, I think ten mil a season. Okay. If he doesn't, I think you could probably fall around six ish, seven ish. Like well, I think the extension has to get done like soon, like before they start playing games. Oh, <laughs> I really? You, I didn't know. I don't that. think you have the luxury of being like, let's see what he does first. I, I'd go eight then. I'd, okay. I'd give him. I'd give him eight million. Good call. I think that's fine. Fair. I think eight mil is fine. I'm with it, but we'll see. But we'll see. Pull I also up. think it's important to lock that in. 
because you need the depth. But yes, the let's email. check in with our emails. Uh, we have a bunch to go over, but they're small, so we'll, we'll go through them quick. We have a lot of Celtic stuff to talk about today, so we just, we're, we're rolling through. So it's a wonderful um, day, dude. Wonderful day. It's great. It's great. Uh, let's see. RJ asked us, do we still hate the Clips? If you think about it, we don't have Brad uh, yes. or the Warriors. Pick. Still hate them. If the, if the Clippers don't panic, points to Brad for an amazing summer. I do understand what he's saying, but yeah, we can still hate them. Yeah, we no, no. Them. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon getting traded to the Portland Trailblazers has nothing to do with the Clippers. No, no. Yeah. Uh, but I think the argument is, and I saw this post somewhere else, would you rather have Drew... And or would you rather have Porzingis and Drew, or would you rather have Marcus, Rob, and Porzingis? That's a tough one. <clears throat> exactly. I I, we don't know. I almost lean Rob. I don't know. I don't know. And it would be imperfect, or, or maybe it would be Marcus and Porzingis. I mean, I'd rather have Marcus, Porzingis, and Drew, but <clears throat> that's, mm. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Anyways, it's too too complicated to, to break it down. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but yeah. We people don't forget. Mm-hmm. These are a lot of questions. We aren't going to be able to get to them all today, but <clears throat> thank you to Philip for emailing us. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of the best way to break this down uh, because obviously we had a lot of stuff to talk about with media sure. day today. Um, maybe we spread this out through training camp week and we can just start with one now and, and spread the others I'm with uh, for, for future days. Uh, happy media day fellows. Many thanks to the study flow of content. What an off season for Brad and the team. What an off season indeed. This is a crazy off season. Uh, Dame trade said, I'm ready for some speculation. Uh, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the following. We'll start with one, maybe even half of one, because this is a long show already. Uh, but we, we'll we'll come back to this email. Uh, just remind us if we don't. Uh, hard to say. That it's, uh, his moves will pay off, but no doubt he's aiming for 18. Do you think Brad is done making moves? <clears throat> These can be quick hitters. No, I don't. I, I think they're going to add another depth big to the roster, whether it be during the season with the TPE, but that grant TPE, as much as you don't want to talk about it, that's all the more important now because they have a million second round picks to play with. So do I think Brad is done making moves? No. Do I think he's done making trades? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe excluding the TPE. That's what I'm saying. Here's why. They kind of don't have anybody left to trade. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I think the TPE is the, all that's left. But the TPE makes sense. I think there is actually a need to Corrales use it now. said uh, Poku. That's what Corrales said. Did you talk to him? No, no. This, he's on Locked On. I was listening to Locked oh, okay. On uh, Celtics. <laughs> this, wasn't, this wasn't reporting. This Would was they, run they should get Poku. You can run him at the 4-5. I'd rather Jeremiah Robinson Earl, but I understand the, the want for Poku. Don't hate it. But you, you throw, I mean, the Thunder might have to release them anyways. You throw them a second to get them in the TPE. Easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is true. You could. You think they're going to release Poku? They have to release like three people. I'm, I don't think they'll release Poku, but if they want to, you know, if you can sweeten the pot, they have to release people anyways. You say, hey, here's three second round picks. Fuck it, right? You know What if you trade for Poku and then put them on steroids? Well, the fun part is, and I saw someone speculate this, and I don't think this would happen. They said, if the Celtics really want to get nuts, he can trade for somebody now at the TPE. Poku makes 5.7 mil. Mm-hmm. Then you combine that with Pritchard's salary, mm-hmm. and you combine that with another salary, and you can get up to around 14 mil. That You know what I'm saying? And my, my speculation, which would never happen, all I'm saying, if the Blazers trade Rob somewhere else first, that would be kind of fire. <laughs> that would be like the biggest 
Um, Brad scam. Yeah. I'm pro scams. I think scams need to happen <laughs> more often. You're telling me if the Blazers trade Rob to, I don't fuck like who the Pistons or that's not, they have bigs, but like oh, some rebuilding heard, team, whatever. Oh, okay. See, okay. See fine. Right. Let's say they trade him there for like a first round pick or two. Brad goes, Hey, you want salary filler and three first round picks? Give me Rob back. Elite. <laughs> I don't care about the picks at that point. Just do it. <laughs> it's fire. I mean, it would be fire. For, I, I'm pro that. Yeah, I like the, the storyline. <clears throat> yeah, or the... even if you want to like dumb it down, you get a $5 million player. You combine it with Pritchard or two minimum players. That's Tice Tice baby at the deadline. Like easy, right? <clears throat> pro Tice. You trade for Poku in that TPE. Right now, so there's time for you to trade him. Then you combine him with Delano Banton and Svi Mikhailo at the deadline with a second round pick or two. Daniel Tyson Boston, easy, easy. Would, would it would be uh, so funny if they just like they have a running bit of uh, just Daniel like, Tice. trading Tice and bringing him back, bringing him back for the title run, baby. Uh, next question: What do you think the chances are we use the Grant TPE? Well, there you go. <laughs> there's your answer. I think it's high. I think they will. Uh, how many roster spots do you think Brad will enter the season with? I think they'll roll with all 15, honestly, but with yeah. to, to, to cut guys like they cut Noah Vonley. Um, okay. So that that's what I'll roll with. Um, is Brad punishing one case of uh, Blake Griffin? Maybe. My only counter to that is they have Wenyon and Lamar Stevens now, both of whom I think deserve spots on the roster with Sfee, with Delano. So they'd have, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I think they have a lot of, they have a lot of depth bench guys who could pop that could be important if they do, um, which is why I question it. But I think if Blake wants to come back, they'll they'll make that happen anyways. Um, is Brad tarnishing his reputation with players for after trading Kemba, Smart, Brugged, and Rob? Just wondering how you guys think it looks to outside players. Maybe. I, I, question. I, I don't think so. It, it's a business. It, it, reputation is, is whatever. Mm. The reputation of so? the Celtics, I think – to a point but i also think you have to consider players look around for teams where they want to go they see this team and they say damn that team does what it takes to fucking try to win they're not sitting around they want to win a championship and zach lowe was put uh talking about this today he goes yeah i got some texts from like top teams and executives in the east so those texts ranged from oof to this sucks so (laughs) people around the league like the move for the celtics as far as players i i do think it's a balance between am i going to get traded versus Damn, this team is really good and, and and does what it takes to win. So uh I point to one Anthony Davis's dad. Bum. Who who said he would never want his son to play in the Celtics after they trade Isaiah. You've now seen them uh get rid of Kemba, who was injured. Uh Smart, who was probably gonna be a number retired had they won a title. Uh Brogdon, who along with Smart and Danilo Gallinari was reportedly told that they would be a part of the team's future plans in extra interviews. Don't know exactly where I saw that, but I'm pretty sure it's true. And then Rob, who was coming off of injuries. Was it a good business move? Probably. Especially if Rob like proves to not be able to hold up with Portland and you're like, wow, like good thing they didn't run it back with him because he would have just not given you anything anyway. But I think some of those are more weighted than others. I think the Rob one is whatever. I think the Brogdon one is kind of bad because he was here for a year and they sold him on being here and then they traded him. I think the smart one's really bad. And the Kemba one, I'm not really sure if it's bad or not. I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah. I don't remember what the vibes were like. I think I just it's know it wasn't wasn't looking pretty after they got killed by the Nets. 
I think it's fine. Uh, and last question: When an unplayable, an unpayable rent comes due in two years yep. for this monolithic team, <clears throat> who gets shipped out? JB question mark Zach Lowe actually brought up this point. No he said, he said sneakily like, this is an unsustainable like cat bill, which it partially is. Um, and he was like, adding another ball handler, another all star in the backcourt could be their way of saying if things don't pan out, trading JB is a bit more possible now, which I don't think will happen. I, I just don't. I just don't. But if they like, if the Celtics really fall flat this year, maybe. Um, but I, I just don't see that happening. The tax bill is going to get very tough to deal with though soon. So, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they they deal with that. And Brad talked about it at media day. Like around, he said, uh, yeah, he said we've had these conversations, and we'll deal with it, and we'll figure it out, and we'll go from there. Whatever. So there's that. See, I'm still under the they have everybody they need locked up, so don't care. No, I, I know. I know that there are real penalties to go with this. Make no mistake. But also don't care. Not yet. Not yet. <clears throat> That's the key. All right. Last two quick questions from the email. Both come from RJ, I believe. Um, with all the other elements, Holiday brings to the Celtics. I forgot about the other big item he checks off, uh, checks off championship experience. Celtics have a starter who can say this is what happens to get there. Yes. Very true. Yeah. He's the only champion on the roster, which is <clears throat> important. Uh, the other guys and let like yeah, bring his right. ring to the practice facility every once in a while and be like yeah this? uh threw up something about al's reaction to the drew trade on celtics vlog let me look at what this is so i have the context um i'll see him taken aback by the holiday trade maybe just the timing of it yeah you talked about how it was a roller coaster i understand it but like i i think a part of that is what we talked about earlier like Drew Holiday wasn't supposed to be available. So like, yeah, True. like that's, it's crazy. So it's, it's, it's funny that RJ mentions this. Cause I kind of got this vibe from Horford too. Some of the stuff I was seeing from him, uh, whether it was a live reaction quotes on Twitter, he doesn't necessarily seem as thrilled about all this as everybody else. I don't think, I think Maybe. he might be like, what the hell are we doing here? This is a lot of turnover or, uh, how many games do you expect me and Porzingis to play here? Rob was a key piece <laughs> to me rested. What the hell? Uh, I don't know what it is, but he did have some kind of hesitancy. I think RJ has a point. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, last thing from RJ, believe there was one more. Where's my tab right here? Um, <clears throat> update. Uh, we are still waiting for new photos, including Mr. Clean Derek White. That's a great name for him. Mr. Clean mm. Derek White is fine. I'm pro that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, speaking of nicknames, Drew Holiday's nickname, The Druth. There was some Eyes. speculation that was fake. It's on basketball reference. Yeah. Somebody, uh, a particular smart person that we know, speculated that it may be made up. On I didn't reference. say, I didn't say that it's a widely known nickname. I said, Per basketball reference. That was my source. Well, I think I it. now more than ever, it is going to stick. Exactly. That's why I put it out People there. People here are going to be like, I mean, I did I did the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Let's check around media days around the league, starting with Quick the king one. of media day himself. Jimmy Butler's a goat. I don't care. Jimmy Butler looks like Karen. He's amazing. When I first uh, saw this, I thought Karen, not Emo. Sure, sure. Uh, I love the memes that spawned from this. This is Jimmy Butler in Media Day, by the way. He's straight piercings hair. in. He has straightened his hair. I saw a uh, a quote that was uh, 
tonight will be the night that I will ball for you. <laughs> like the emo song. Uh, a lot of emo quotes yeah. with, uh, last yeah. year was the dreadlocks. This year is the, the, the Bob cut emo cut. Oh, uh, that one doesn't this. look, you know what this looks like? You ever, uh, see the dudes on 2k with this haircut? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's amazing, man. I, I just, I love he name dropped. I'm going to beat Dame Giannis and Adrian Griffin on our way to a title. <laughs> Respect. That's funny as hell. Bam you know, said the sh- whole lip ring is annoying. Look, I got to stay in character. Shake your haircut. You get a haircut for media days that this is my Halloween. <laughs> I love him. I See, love this would have been so more much. fun if you got Tyler Hero to do it. True. This is true. Uh, dude, like this Tyler is Karen. Hero could have been like, I was emotional. Everybody wanted me traded. This is Karen. Right here. Also, this is what I was referencing. Because tonight will be the night Tyler. that I will fall for My you. Oh, you can't hear it. Can you not hear oh, the audio? I hear. There's the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yes. <laughs> Did you hear it? Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, man. Great. Love Jimmy Butler. That's it, though. Just if you, he, he messed it's up his hair, his put in some piercings. <clears throat> He's hilarious. You better respect the piercings. That's no joke. I think they're fake. I think they're fake, but yeah. uh, okay. I think they're like glue ons or, or like okay stick ins, whatever it is. Uh, speaking of media day, James Harden Less didn't fun. go. Didn't yeah. go to media day. Uh, Daryl Morey basically said like, yeah, we're still working on trades room, blah blah blah. As much as I. I'm supposed to hate Philly as a Boston person. I feel real bad for Joel Embiid. <laughs> he didn't do anything. <laughs> like, like I don't hate Joel Embiid. He, he's just kind of fucked. He's fucked. <laughs> he is. He's in a really bad spot because his teammate is just unreliable and might get fat and really has no leg to stand on. Like, I don't think there's a single person out there besides James Harden that feels bad for James Harden. I just don't. <laughs> No. This is a completely avoidable situation for James Harden. If you did not want to be on the Sixers, don't opt in. And it's yeah. simple as that. The NBA should dis- dish out a significant punishment for this, in my opinion. It's tough. Because, again, it's just avoidable. It- it's a little different, even though it's just as ridiculous when guys are just under regular contract and they're not, like, meeting their obligations. But... For you to have the opportunity to leave a situation, and I know that there could be more to this because we've talked about it at length, but bottom line, opportunity to leave and then to elect to stay and then before even playing a game, creating all this fuss and ruckus about not wanting to be here, just opt out. Tough. That's what the money's for is the hardship. If you didn't want to deal with this, then take less money. I don't feel bad. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard talked about load management at media day. Uh, obviously the NBA putting in new policies to, to get rid of it. He said, I'm not a guy that's sitting down because I'm doing load management. Well, when I was with the Raptors, it was different. Like I was coming off an injury uh, and you have to know the details from a doctor. Uh, but if the league is seeing or trying to mock what I did with the Raptors, they should stop because I was injured during that whole year. But other than that, I, I'm if I'm able to play, I'll play basketball. I work out every day in the summertime to play the game. So no league policy is helping me to play more games. Kawhi, another media day legend. <laughs> yeah, right. The laugh. Um, 
Jalen Brown also said something today. He said, just so y'all know, it ain't always the players, but I'm playing as many as I can. But like, which is true. I've said that a million times. Well, also, I, I saw a meme. Uh, Celtics is, uh, no load management allegations. I saw something on Twitter that said, um, Jaden Hardy's laugh is worse than the Kawhi laugh. Have you heard Jaden Hardy's laugh? No. <clears throat> Let me pull it up. Pull it also, up. another thing to note, um, <clears throat> That new provision where it's like, oh, players who are all-stars, Celtics have another one that fall under that category now. Oh, no. Yep. Shit. You didn't think of that, did you? But yeah, here is the Jaden Hardy laugh. Let me share the screen with you. Uh, it, it got, this is worse. Than, yeah, Jaden Hardy, Hardy might have a worse laugh than Kawhi. Let me know if you can hear this. Can we hear? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he does. He definitely does. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I feel uh, like it's always tough to laugh like when you're the one delivering though. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in front of a room of media. I love him. That was oh. the goofiest laugh. Oh wait, here we go. Ready? <laughs> it's such a goofy laugh. I love it. I love it. Uh but yeah, Kawhi doesn't care about the load of management. It's fine. The Spurs. Have made a couple of moves. They extended Devin Vassell five years, 146 million, uh, almost 30 mil a season. Probably gonna end up being a pretty good deal for them with the new CBA coming in. He's a good player. Missed some time last year uh, dealing with an injury, but is back uh, and was playing well last year for them. He's probably gonna be their primary like wing ball handler guy, like uh, you know, score uh, secondary option next to Wemby. He, he's really good though. And they also bought out Reggie Bullock clearing the way for him to sign with anybody else. Any thoughts on the Spurs, a uh, little two, two days to whatever moves, whatever to call it. Uh, the Vassell thing is probably expected. That's a guy that they drafted a few years back. They probably yep. want to keep a core a little bit, at least have cap flexibility and trades or anything else. They may have to deal with, with Wemby being there. Now it makes sense for them to try and retain as many guys as they can. As far as Bullock, yeah. He never really made sense for them. When the Grant thing happened, it was like, why are they taking this guy? He's somebody that shoots and plays a little bit of defense. I hope. Uh, I, I know he shoots well. That's for damn sure. Um, he could definitely help a contender. He's one of those guys that is a perfect fit on uh, Denver, even though they don't have any roster spots. Milwaukee, Boston, uh, Philly could use him very much. And he's just going to go play for the Spurs. That doesn't make sense. So the report has been that he wants to go play somewhere. Well, he was just kind of, he was just kind of thrown there in the trade. Like he didn't choose that. But Um, now the Celtics really have no reason to bring him in because they have a zillion wings. So he doesn't make sense. Yeah. The Celtics don't need Reggie Bullock. Um, All right, Sam, who he play for. Oh, you ready for who you play for? This is I learn and, and you guys watching learn. Uh, You may have missed some off season moves. Let's see if I'm on the ball or not. Let me pull up the past sheet because I, I put 10 at the end of our, our last pod <clears throat> so we could talk about it. Um, but we bumped it to this one. Let me pull it up here. Do I have it? I put it at the end so you couldn't see it. All right, ready, Sam, for who he played for? Just absolutely bullied. <clears throat> who he played for, Sam? It's a guy you mentioned last podcast. Okay. Ty Jerome. Who Ty Jerome plays. he play for? I, I I know it's between two teams. I think what he's on the Cavs. Correct. He's yeah. Cleveland it was the Cavs or the Warriors. I knew he was on the Warriors. Yeah. 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 Sign with the Cavs. Good job. One for one. Player two. Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. Who he play for? Robin Lopez. Is he on the Bucks again? He is on the Bucks yeah. again. 
There we go. All right. Who we play for number three? Serge Ibaka. Who he play Spain. For? I'll give it oh, to you. No, no, he plays, he plays for Bayern. He plays for yeah, Bayern. Yeah, Bayern yes. Munich. I tried to get you. There we go. All right. Nice. Next one. There are five, so two more. Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Who he play for? He Lonnie left Walker. the Lakers, but I don't remember where he went. Oh, well, Sam be able to pull out a guess here. Drum roll. Oh, my God. Uh, you want a clue, or do you want to take the L? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, this is oh. bad, bad audio. Ted Air. <laughs> At least I know he there. didn't stay with the Lakers, but I don't know where he went. You're right. He could have gone to any other of the 29 teams, or 28, because you know he didn't sign with the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> you want a clue? Yeah. Celtics division. Atlanta. Celtics division. Yeah. He went to the Nets. He did go to the Nets. As soon as I, I knew you'd know it off that. Okay. Well, I, I I know he played on the Spurs. Like That's where he was drafted and stuff. But something in my head was saying Spurs, and it's because of the colors. The colors. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last one. And this is somebody I didn't even know he was on this team until I looked this up. So if I didn't know... That like I'm not saying I'm I'm like on top of everything, but like I, I usually know where players play. Aaron Holiday, brother of New South. Who he play for? Okay, so Justin Holiday plays on the Nuggets. He does. Aaron Holiday. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Tough one. Very very tough one. Justin Holiday was also on the Mavs. So ho- the other holiday's not there. My gut says Hawks. I know it's not Hawks. Played for Hawks last year. Yeah. He... Do you want a clue? Should I know this? No, I didn't know this. Okay. I'll take a clue. Uh, it is West, Southwest Division. Is he on Houston? Division? He is on Houston. He's on the Rockets, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, take a stab. They signed everybody, so why not? Uh, yeah, there we go. Who we play for? Who we play for will be replacing Sam's Reddit post today for the. Uh, yeah, the they they really don't have. I was talking to Jack as we were putting the show together. They don't really have a lot of discussion on Reddit right now because there's actual stuff to talk about. It's good, similar to our podcast. So there's not as many like Reddit questions like that, unfortunately. At least not today. If I see them, I'll put them in, but I have not seen anything. That's fine. We had stuff to talk about anyways. We, we had Reddit. Right. Reddit was featured. This is true. This is true. Let's get in to the rat list here. Would you like to kick it off or do you want me to go first? Are you good? All right. I will start with I had something really good and now I'm really going to be mad because I lost it. Um, is it uh, professional athletes? Oh, yeah. Pat Mahomes. Rat list. The worst. I was playing Sam in fantasy football this week. Sure were. And I'm down by five points. Chiefs are marching. Is it Pat five Mahomes. or six? Might be six. I, I, I would have won, though, if he did this. I would have won. You might have won, but you might have lost by a fraction of a point, too. It was very I, close because I was trying to figure it out. Let me look. Anyways. I'm down by enough where it would have mattered. I believe it is 140.66 to 134.5. Pat Mahomes. That is the final. Uh, I, yeah, I was down. If he had gotten six points, I would have gotten, I would have been down by 0.16. But 
I would have you also would have got an extra yard or something. Exactly. The rushing yeah. yard. Um, but instead, so anyways, slid at the one to, yes. to win the game for the Chiefs. Wide open it. end zone. I was watching with my dad. I stayed up because I said, up. Oh, I'm playing Jack. He's got Kelsey. He has Pat Mahomes. And I need them to not score at the time. It was like after the half, 17 more points, and I'll beat them. And uh, they started to drive in the fourth quarter. And I, I should have won. I objectively should have won. My life flashed before my eyes as Pat Mahomes trotted towards the end zone, but then he slid. And I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe that just happened. And Jack has perished. I'm one and three in fantasy in both my leagues now. Mm-hmm. Not my year. I am going Not to be year. two and two and four and oh. Should be three and one. It ain't my year. I had one of those situations you had this week, last week, where I would have beat everybody but two people, and I played one of them. Of course. That's how it yep. always works. That's how it always works. Uh, I, All right. We'll go uh, Rat List Mall Movie Theater. Oof. So I discussed last time that I had gone to the movie theater to get their Oreo popcorn, and uh, my girlfriend wanted all of mine, so I had to go get my own. Hmm. We were hanging out yesterday. I was like, you know what? Because she had to go to a store in the mall. I was like, you know what? I'll go up, get popcorn. We'll bring it home. Sure. They didn't have any. They're out. No. How can you be out of a fine item such as that? And then they try and offer me (laughs) Cheeto popcorn. I I don't want any Cheeto popcorn. I want the Oreo popcorn. Jack, I need you to go to the movie. To just have the Oreo popcorn change your life. <laughs> I may need to. I might need to. Um, I'm trying to find my Rallis, and I think I just found it. Okay. Next one. Watch on YouTube if you want the full experience. Because we've got a diagram. Uh, oh, I forgot about this. Okay, go. you pull up the diagram. I will. I have it already. Brand. Oh, I'm I'm ready. I I am I'm locked and loaded. I believe I have the street. I believe. All right, we are at the review. Uh, is this the street? I don't know if this is the right street. It, this is very important because I was very angry. Um, this is the street. Okay. Here. All yeah. right. Okay. I like this. This is an drive official review. YouTube chat, drive with me. This is me driving okay. my way home today. Get in Long the car. Day, Put your seatbelt on. No tickets. Back up. It's back up. It's back up. Back up. So we are coming down this road, right? I come up here. I'm turning. Whatever. Let me... Uh, I'm gonna. I need to back up so I can give you the full experience. Okay. So I was coming from back here, right? <clears throat> this is where I just came from. I'm going this way. Traffic is backed up to here, right? Right. This is not light. moving on my screen. Uh, can you see where I, I know? Uh, can you see me moving the mouse? Hello. Oh, moving. all right. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're yeah. Good. Moving around, right? Traffic is backed up to here. I'm slowly. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm backed up all the way back here, right to the light. Okay. All the way up there. <clears throat> sure. Back up. Back up. Now, Sam, would you like? Can you can you explain this sign to me? To me. Explain that sign. Yep, the right lane goes right, and, and this is not a hard right. This is a uh, Siri will tell you to bear right or bear no, they left are hard if you're rights. in the left lane. Oh, they are they hard, are hard rights. rights. They are hard rights. That That's irrelevant, but the, the oh, word underneath poor is signage. not irrelevant. The word underneath is the important part here. Only. You right can lane only, is right only. You can only go right if you're in the right lane. And left lane is? Only left. Okay. Yeah. Now, remember when I told you. So Jalen goes up. in the right lane. Backed up to here, right? This is where we were. Backed up mm. to here. Get all the way up. All the way up. Going up to my light. <clears throat> Driving up, waiting in the traffic so I could turn right. 
blah, blah, blah. And there's a light right here, right? I get up to here. Two cars in front of me. I'm going to make the light. Okay. Dude dude speeds in from oh. the left lane, cuts oh, us no. off in the right lane, takes a right. I don't make the light. Tank. You need a tank. <laughs> that That is the only solution to this is if you drove a tank, just bully ball. You, you podcast, you heard me pause because I was about to say some stuff that I would have had to cut out and I didn't want to have to edit it out of the podcast. I don't think I, I can in. fully. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't think I can fully like describe how angry I was in that moment. You are no, it's terrible. the worst. Stay in your fucking lane. Oh my God. Near me, that, there that is that a similar situation tragic. where yeah. the right lane must bear right and the left mm. lane will go straight. Yeah. If you're in the left lane, you cannot go right. If you are in the right lane, you must go right. Sometimes those that are lost will panic and then have to come over to the left lane in the intersection. Not great. That's a disaster. And hold up. I've gone the wrong way before, and you have to say, Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad cut in. To have the audacity to know what you're doing. This isn't what it wasn't oh. like, oh shoot, I forgot. He yeah, was no. just speeding all the way down and did it on purpose, right? This wasn't a, a mistake. He, he's an asshole. So that's what <clears throat> that's what really pissed me off. Uh people all also did it. There's this weird lane in I forget where it was, I think it was in Newton coming home. And there was like left lane is left only right lane is right only our light turns green, but there's a light like 500 yards in front of us. That was still red. So we couldn't go anywhere. Right. So we we're just stuck yep. there. Dude just goes through the left turn only lane to the next light. It's not fucking allowed. Yeah. I, I just, I can't stand it. I can't fucking say also trucks need their own roads. Fuck off. Agreed. Get off over yep. it. Good take. Uh, just terrible. I was getting good take. I hate driving. I agree. Ratless. 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 Also driving Providence roads. Very poor. Yesterday, uh, part of the snack extravaganza, we go and get cookies. Uh, To get cookies, you are on a one way that has many assigned streets that go down a hill to a two way. Sure. We go down the hill. We're on our street. I need to go left to get back to the apartment. You cannot turn left at this intersection, despite it being a two-way street. I almost had a stroke because I really wanted to eat my cookies. I had already dealt with torn up roads all over the hill, just leaving all the roads torn up. I had to stop at many a yellow light because I didn't want to speed through with cameras or uh, also bumps in the road due to the torn up road. You know how like when it meets the actual part that's paved. Yeah, where there's the lip, you don't want to have to speed over that. You have the raised manholes. Providence, poor showing from the Department of Public Works yesterday in Providence. Yeah, I tr- struggle to speed. Yeah, you you struggle a little bit there. <clears throat> no, yeah, I mean there's age stroke. There's an obscene amount of road work today uh, going in today too. Like, and this wasn't like Jack's complaining because it's noon. This was like nine in the morning. Like this is when people are supposed to be going. Yeah, you were on an actual commute today. It's terrible. It was terrible. I was angry. Um, Ratless DoorDash for not taking my fucking credit card right now. I'm getting angry. I'm trying mm. to order my dinner. It's not what working. To order? I was getting sushi. Big sushi guy. Love sushi. Um, but it's not letting me right now because DoorDash is an asshole. Um, I had another one, but I can't think of it. I'm so tired today. Gotta write them down. I know, I know. I, I'm so out of it today because, like, you know, I was up day. early. Oh, ratless, my ratless sister. mornings. Yeah, getting up ratless mornings. Tough. Ratless, my sister. <clears throat> sister. Oh, 
often helps or asks me for help with her writing because that's what I do. Like, I makes sense. So I'm helping with her essay. She goes, this is like 10 in the morning. She goes, Jack, I have an essay due at eight tomorrow. Can you help? If I write it tonight, can you edit it? I'm like, it's a little fucking last minute, but sure. I will help you tonight. It's whatever. Right. Gets around like eight, 9 PM. I go out. I'm like checking in. I'm like, I go, mom, where's Grace? She goes, oh, she's at her boyfriend's house. I'm like, okay, cool. I call my sister. I said, mm. is your essay done? And she goes, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do it while I'm here. Uh, we're playing a board game. It's taking longer than I thought. I go, huh? Okay. Shh, whatever. Fine. Let me know. Uh, an hour goes by. You started it yet? No, I'm really stressed out. I'm like, you are in control of the situation. You can unstress yourself if you just fucking do it. Um, <clears throat> comes home. 2 a.m. This is an extreme rat list. Like, I'm actually getting upset for you. Starts doing it. Uh, so lied about doing it there. Yeah. Or maybe not lied, but did not follow through with saying, no. with, with doing it uh, there. Did not. Um, goes, oh, uh, you know, I'm stressed. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't do it. Whatever. Gets home. Maybe 1.30. Not two yet. 1.30. Starts doing it. Sits on my bed. Starts doing it. Whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. And I go... How you doing? I look over like 215, 45 minutes. She has written maybe a hundred words. It's the SpongeBob where he mm-hmm. has to write the essay and he just writes the really big the yeah. at the beginning. Hundred words. Yeah. Uh, I she goes out there, gets out, like leaves my room, goes to do more. Go out an hour and a half later at this point. It's 3:30. I go, is, is are you done? She goes, maybe 50 more words. <clears throat> Nothing. At that point. <laughs> I uh, I'm like Grace. I'm going to break this down for you, bit by bit, and we're going to get it done. And uh, <clears throat> not saying I did it, but I let's just say I took you the creative process over. Uh, not saying I did it, but <clears throat> to, I I took the you process over. <laughs> but uh, ratless, my sister, for making me say I didn't go to bed till five a.m. on today of all days. This like was the last only night. day this was, ever. This was two nights ago. This was two nights ago. This wasn't last night. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> a little yeah. less bad. Yeah. All right. But, uh, w. Uh, well, you did. You missed the Drew Holiday trade. You were asleep. Yes. That yeah. was that day. That was that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anti rat list um, PayPal because I signed into my PayPal account and I got my DoorDash through that. Oh, good job. <laughs> Excited. <clears throat> Very hyped for my, my uh, DoorDash. I think that's all I got, though. I'm out. I, I, I got nothing. I'm out. That was a good one to close on. The roads was the real Ratless for me, though. That that was tragic. That was terrible. But oh, yeah. you know what? Uh, Ratless yeah. people driving the wrong way. There were motorcycle people driving the wrong way in Providence yesterday. How so? Like one way roads, just right in your direction. Really? Yeah. I wish I had like a that's nuts. Like a Tank. pole for a clothesline. <clears throat> pole. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right good call all right thank y'all for tuning in we appreciate it make sure to keep up with us during the season hang out with the us is actually us just saying we really want to commit crimes yeah right <laughs> plagiarism or any, any homicide thank y'all for tuning in make sure to keep in touch with us uh during training camp during media day during all this stuff we'll have content for you we're going to keep up the pods thank you for the support of the summer we're finally back uh go follow us on playback it's just how about them Celtics over there 
Check us out on Spotify and Apple. Leave us five stars, interview, and leave a comment on the YouTube. That's my favorite part, reading the comments. I love interacting with you all. So appreciate it. I'll let Sam take it out. Hey, hey, thank you very much for listening and watching. If you're watching, you're on the YouTube, whether it's ours or CLNS's or their other ones, subscribe. If you're on ours, make sure you hit the notification bell just in case there is breaking news. There was two breaking news videos yesterday, so if you didn't have the notification bell on, you might have missed one or two. Uh, probably not. Everybody watched them. Um, you can find us on Spotify and Apple as well. If you're an audio listener, you can follow us and leave a nice five-star review there. Say something nice about the fellas. You can find us on socials at how about them sees. Um, speaking of videos, Jack did some excellent shorts from media day today. They're on the YouTube. They may end up on the others, which are Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And they're at how about them sees Facebook is just the name of the podcast. Our links go there daily. You can find Jack on Twitter at Jack's Money NBA. You can find me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye.